All right, it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. April the 29th. We're so thankful that you join us here on the Doc Washburn Show. And uh, I am the guest host, Donnie Copeland, filling in for the one and only Doc Washburn. Uh, Doc was uh, had every intention of doing uh, a podcast today. Woke up with a little bit of a sore throat. He's doing better, uh, but uh, getting ready to hit the trail uh, again this evening. And so um, I think we'll be back on track. The next couple of weeks are going to be hit and miss. Uh, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna cobble it together between the, between you guys and, and myself. We're gonna, we're gonna make it and then we'll get back, dock back here. Uh, after he's elected governor, uh, we'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, but, uh, we'll, uh, we, we've already talked about it. We're gonna still be doing the podcast. So don't you worry. Uh, we're gonna be here and we are a show that will, uh, give you information that you won't get anywhere else. We'll give you opinion. We'll give you insight uh, that you won't ever get on Fix or Fox News. Uh, you know, those people that called the uh, Arizona presidential election uh, before it was even over, uh, those folks. Um, and so we're just looking forward to having you. Hey, Jane, good to see you. Janie, good to see you today. Uh, and uh, thankful that you joined us. And just good to have everybody jumping in here. And for all those that will watch later, we're so thankful for Red River Your Way, for JustinMintonLaw.com, MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, Jonathan Presswood over at Edward Jones Investments, and then TurnMyPowerOn.com, the Central Arkansas Upper Cervical Center if you're here in Arkansas, and then uh, have doctors all over the nation. And uh, just so thankful to have everybody with us from all over the United States and uh, from numerous other countries. And we're just so thankful to have each and every one of you here today. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit about, <clears throat> excuse me, about what is in the news. Uh, but uh, principally, I want to talk to you about, I want to go back to January the 6th and, uh, and, and look at this. You know, the amazing thing about Donald Trump is this, is Donald Trump typically will say real bombastic things. He'll say things that just, you know, even those of us that are ardent supporters of his go, man, that was, you know, it's kind of out there. And then it, it comes back to, uh, you know, to reality and you say he was right. You know, I mean, he's, he's right a lot more than he's not. And, uh, and so it is, um, uh, you know, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens, uh, in the midterms. I think the midterms, uh, I'm not even talking about the election. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden's doing such a terrible job. Uh, I think the, the huge, uh, majority, uh, for the Republicans is a, is, is probably a, 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 uh, guaranteed deal right now if it's not stolen again. Um, but, but that's not my concern because my concern is not if, if we get the majority, my concern is what happens if we get the majority. And, uh, that makes all the difference. I mean, we've seen it so many times, you know, it's like Lucy moving the football. It's like the coyote after the road runner, uh, you know, the vote and the voters are Charlie Brown. The voters are. Uh, the coyote because we, we end up getting blown up and we end up getting disappointed and the ball gets pulled away at the last second and, uh, you know, and we fall for it over and over again. Um, uh, I noticed something. I was at a, 
uh, more rural. It was although a pretty good crowd there uh, up in Logan County at a rural uh, Republican Party event last night. And I noticed that when uh, incumbents uh, and some of these were very, very establishing incumbents. When they were announced, there was there was a lot of trepidation. There was not a lot of applause. Uh, and I, I just think people have been so uh, betrayed and have been so, uh, you know, has, has experienced such counterfeit and such uh, betrayal. That's the only word that comes to mind. Um, so uh, I, I think the, the midterms are going to be much, much different, uh, not in the voting, but in what happens afterwards. And we talked about it last night. If you didn't get a chance to watch episode 140, uh, this is episode 141. Uh, I do need to remind you that uh, the election was stolen. I do need to remind you that the January 6th uh, detainees are political prisoners and they need to constantly be in our prayers um, and uh, I do uh, need to remind you that the vaccine has killed and hurt a lot of people uh, and uh, and that mask and uh, and vaccine mandates was a reset to try to gain a little bit more of your liberty. So uh, we, we needed to clear that up today. Uh, again, uh, this is a show that you're going to hear things that you normally wouldn't hear anywhere else. Uh, wondering uh, what you're, you know, I think so many, so often we're so busy um, making a living and we're doing things that we, we don't really realize what's happening around us. It's kind of like when your kids, you know, they're bringing in people and man, you're at the house and you're doing stuff and your wife's, you know, working, you're working and you're, you know, you're cleaning out the garage or you're maybe working in your home office and your son walks in or daughter walks in with somebody. You don't really notice, oh, hey, this is Katie from school. Hey, this is Johnny from, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, soccer club, whatever, uh, or the baseball team. And you don't really uh, fully focus or appreciate what's going on under your own roof. And then you find out later, Johnny, you know, is dealing drugs and, you know, Katie's got, you know, tons of problems and, uh, you know, is in, in a cartel, uh, you know, carjacking gang or whatever. Uh, and, and it's, it's just because you, you know, people coming in and out of the house and you just, um, you know, you, you just lost focus. Uh, and, and I know that's kind of extreme. We, we, we pay closer attention to our families than that. Uh, but, but I hope you get what I'm talking about. And, and where I want to relate that, that's not what I want to talk about today, but is this, uh, Nina or Nina, uh, Jankowitz, uh, the new information, disinformation chief. What in the wide world of sports? Uh, and so, uh, uh, you know, that, you know, she, she's talking about how Vice President Kamala Harris's people mocking her was a threat to national security. Um, and again, I go back to episode 137, 138, maybe somewhere in there, and that is the consent of the governed. I mean, at some point, and somebody asked this question, at some point, we got to say no. And, and I don't know, uh, and I'm not calling for, nor do I want, nor uh, do I think it's an answer whatsoever. And, and so that's not what I'm advocating for at all, zero. I want to make that very clear. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there is, um, uh, you know, 
uh, we have to stand up. And I, and I don't even know what that is. I don't know what it looks like. I've been thinking a lot about it. Uh, what, what that, the refusal to, uh, to give our consent, uh, what does that look like? I, I know the ballot box, um, you know, I, I know the ballot box is, is, is a big part of that, uh, if, if not the biggest part, but there's got to be something else because, I mean, this stuff has just been shoved in our throat. Uh, so it's, um, you know, uh, this Nina Jankowitz, I mean, she, she's like a cartoon character. I mean, uh, but I mean, what do you expect, right? Uh, I, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna really dignify that with much time to be, to be honest. Um, you know, talk to this nine lady. No, I'm not, I'm not going there. Original real personal income fell in March as Bayesian, uh, Biden inflation soared. I saw an article the other day, um, about inflation and, uh, and it's a guy that I actually have a lot of respect for. Uh, he's a local guy and he made the point, uh, about that. The, that inflation was, uh, inventory or, uh, uh, supply produced. In other words, we have, you know, too few items, uh, being chased by too many dollars. And, and his point was that, you know, the, uh, escalation of supply of money has nothing to do with it. I, I don't, I don't agree with that because I believe just the basic economics. Now is the supply chain and the lack of, uh, product, uh, a, a big part of that? Absolutely. It's, it's almost like a double whammy. If you think about it, if you, um, you know, inflation is and, and price increase is tied directly to supply and demand. And uh, that's what we're seeing in the housing market right now, that you have a very low supply of homes. Uh, and then, you, but you have this high supply of buyers. And so you have a lot of buyers chasing the same home. And what that does, it drives the price up, right? And we're seeing homes sell for, you know, homes in my area. Uh, I live in a, you know, a, a, a probably a, you know, decent a bedroom community part of North Little Rock or Little Rock, uh, in North Little Rock, around the edge of a suburb of Sherwood and North Little Rock. And, um, you know, homes in our area were selling for, you know, 96 to a hundred dollars a foot, uh, a year, uh, two years ago. And they're, they're 140, $150 a foot now. Uh, and it's unbelievable, uh, how, well, a lot of that is the lack of homes being available and a lot of buyers chasing those homes. But I don't think you can say that the money supply has nothing to do with it because, uh, if you, if you have, uh, and his whole point was it's the oil, you know, it's, it's the lack of energy is, is oil because oil does affect everything else. You know, whether anything made with plastic, anything petroleum based, you know, the, the oil market, uh, is, uh, and so if you wanted to wreck the economy, uh, you would, you would reduce the supply of oil and cause us to be dependent upon foreign actors for our energy, which is primarily, or a lot of it is fossil fuel, i.e. oil, uh, and the derivatives of oil. When we say oil, it's not the stuff you pour in your car, but it includes that. Um, and so, 
uh, I, I get that, but I don't think you can say that printing trillions upon trillions of dollars doesn't have a contributing and majorly contributing effect. So it's almost a, uh, you know, I mean, if I didn't know any better with the printing of money, which didn't start with Biden, by the way, didn't even start with Trump. It's been going on for a long time, but the, the excess printing of money, uh, the now, uh, killing production of, uh, of, of petroleum, Based products in domestically, um, the uh, supply chain, wh- whoever, whatever's causing that, and I've got my own ideas, and maybe we'll do a show on that sometime. Um, uh, you know, uh, and then the burning of what twenty plus food processing plants. Um, it really, really, it's it's almost it's like somebody pouring sugar in a gas tank. It's like somebody pouring syrup into the crankcase. It's like somebody putting the car in reverse, driving down the freeway at 80 miles an hour. It, 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 if it's not intentional, uh, it's even worse because it's incompetency at a level I don't think we've ever, ever experienced, including Jimmy Carter. And, uh, and so, um, with that being said, um, the key inflation rate is the highest since 1982. So that all brings us back to the midterms. Um, and, and, and I've been talking about this for a week now about the midterms and I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear you out with some more of that today. But what I want to get in today is I want to go back because I think what I'm going to talk about today and that is, uh, shocker McConnell was in on the whole January the 6th thing, as was Pelosi. Uh, and I told that group last night, I stood up and there were people that I served with when I was in the House of Representatives sitting in the audience, um, long-term uh, House of Representative members. And I said, folks, one of the biggest eye-openers for me when I went to uh, the Capitol was I realized that it was not Republicans versus Democrats. It was Republicans and, and Democrats and lobbyists versus us, the people. And, uh, and, and it's just the truth. And, and you're going to see that in the January the 6th, um, January the 6th, uh, insurrection. I'm using air quotes here. Hey, Victoria, good to see you today. TJ, good to see you, buddy. Um, you, you're going to see after, and this is a great piece. If you go over to American Greatness. Uh, you can follow along with me there. I'm going to be following. I'm going to be uh, reviewing Julie Kelly's article on. Uh, January the 6th, but there's some information coming out and it goes back to episode 140 that I cut last night. Uh, that's available now on Spotify and, and Apple and, and all of your iHeart, all of the outlets where you get podcasts. Uh, you can see uh, that how there needs to be a hearing. And, and I think to my point last night, the only way that hearing happens is if Donald Trump ascends to the speaker, holds a trial in the House, um, and the people, including Mitch McConnell, are held accountable and Mike Pence. Uh, we're going to take a break, hear from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back and we're going to start digging into this, okay? So just give us here just a second and we'll reset and go right back in. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. 
People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way. If, if you try to buy a car recently Sorry about that. and realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including... Your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton. M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton makes sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right. If you want to find any of our advertisers, just go to docwashburnshow.com. Those are all live links. Their logo, you can click on it and just go right to them. So, again, thank you for indulging us there for just a moment. Uh, as we went through this, uh, I encourage you to look at this, uh, 
this disinformation uh, office of disinformation excuse me disinformation and it is uh, pretty uh pretty pretty bad um so uh a poll came out said that 60% of Americans wants transparency uh in relation to Joe Biden's uh, mental health I don't I don't think you need transparency just watch the guides it's, it's really sad um but uh anyway I want to want to spend some time on uh Julie Kelly's uh article over at American greatness uh we say this every day when we uh, when we start the show, Doc uh, has it uh, right there at the beginning of every show, and that is the about the January 6th uh, detainees, which are political prisoners. And Julie Kelly, who has been on the very front of um, uh, the uh, all of the insurrection uh, uh, misinformation, if you will, that has been going on, and uh, and she has a great article there, uh, and it's entitled, and that's what I entitled uh, today's show, and so I give full credit to Julie Kelly, was McConnell's exhilarating insurrection. Uh, and when it comes to January 6th, there are no coincidences. If you were like me and you watched the everything go down and you watched, uh, you know, when you're seeing something happen, and I'm not a big, I don't watch any at all, uh, like violent videos it's just it's just not something that uh, I do very well watching uh so i i've I've not watched a lot of like the beating and 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 the real violence that happened on January the sixth I've watched some of the video around it uh, leading up to it, but not the actual events themselves uh are very limited um and it just just personal preference. But, uh, what you can see, no matter what you watch or how little you watch, you can see that, uh, you see policemen, uh, Capitol Police waving people in. You see people milling about, milling about in the Capitol, just chit chatting. Uh, and then you see this sudden escalation. And it's really, uh, I don't, I don't think whether you're on the left or right or, or whatever you felt about January the 6th, um, you, you feel like it was very uh, suspect, very rare. I mean, if, if there is a uh, – l- l- let's go back to the burning of cities. Let's go back to the burning of Minneapolis. Go back to the burning of all the buildings and the historic places in Washington, D.C. And other cities that were built uh, or burned as a result of Black Lives Matter. You didn't see police waving them in. And then they're chit-chatting, then all of a sudden they turn it on and they start burning stuff. No, it's just pure rage and anger and, and, uh, violence, you know, it, and typically that's how, uh, criminals and that's how, uh, violence happens. It's not, you know, that's real rare for police to be waving you in and then it turns violent. It was just a real weird vibe, uh, for that whole thing. And there were different pockets and different people doing different things. I get that. But there's so many moving parts of this. Uh, and you add to that that we have a natural, justifiable, by the way, natural uh, distrust of government, especially the FBI. Uh, and, and, and they have earned that in spades. Uh, and, and so when you see that, you think, oh, OK, and how it's been cast is that, well, this whole January 6th thing was people there uh, to, 
you know, to protest against the theft of the election. But in reality, uh, what January the 6th really was about, and this gets obscured, uh, and you probably maybe already know this and you are fully aware of it and, and you may feel like I'm behind, but, but I think it bears repeating that January the 6th was actually to be about the Senate, uh, making the case for, uh, the, the, the election being stolen. That's what January the 6th was to be about. Now the people were all there to show their support outside. And so what's coming to light and Julie Kelly has done phenomenal work on this and stay with me here. But what has come to light is that Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, uh, and all the leadership on the Democrat and Republican side plus the, uh, plus the FBI, uh, CIA, and others were involved in causing an insurrection to uh, stop the, uh, the the investigation that was going on on the inside to stop it from happening. Now, what's going to be fascinating is when we get a hold of someone tweeted this the other day said, "You know whose text we need to see? We need to see Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi's text from January the sixth. That's whose." Text we need to see. We don't need to see, uh, Donald Trump's. We don't need to see our, if you want to see Donald Trump's, that's fine. If you want to see somebody else's, that's fine. Uh, but we want to see Nancy Pelosi's. Oh, but no, 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 no. That, uh, because th- that would ruin the, the narrative. And, and here's the bottom line. They knew that election was stolen. And I read to you last night. If you've not, if you didn't catch this, go to westernjournal.com. And then look up or just do a Google search or go search of um, Michael Flynn's uh, 10 facts about uh, the election on November the 3rd. And, and, and it's not going to be Republican talking points. It's not going to be Trump uh, talking points. It's historical data uh, about bellwether states, bellwether counties, about uh, how well uh uh, candidates perform in primaries, uh, and then that dictates what they do in the general election on and on. And it's all numbers. It's just facts. Um, and so what we're, what's coming to light, Julie Kelly has done, uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal work on this. Not only, uh, if, if it were not for Julie Kelly, if it were not for Sarah Carter, if it were not for, uh, uh, John Solomon, uh, if it were not for Peter Schweitzer, there wouldn't be a media. I, I throw Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Greenwald in that as well. If it were not for these five, and I know there are others that, uh, uh Molly Hemingway, uh, if, if it were not for, uh, those six journalists, and I know there are others that I'm, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> that I'm forgetting, then, I mean, we, we would have no information. And so, I am just so very thankful for uh, Julie Kelly and people like her and the great work that they do. Uh, if you're not familiar with American Greatness, I encourage you uh, to go there on a regular basis. It is, it is where uh, Doc and I both get a lot of uh, great uh, stuff, uh, information. Uh, but I want to I go through this here a little bit today. I, I'm going to start out. Uh, and this was actually written 
uh, yesterday. And uh, it says, you know, the exhilarating Mitch McConnell's exhilarating insurrection. When it comes to January 6th, there are no coincidences. I'm not going to read all this to you because you can go and read it for yourself. But uh, I do want to read this opening statement. A dirty little secret about January the 6th, one of many, is that Democrats and establishment Republicans, not Trump supporters, wanted to shut down the official proceedings of that day. Folks, if you don't get anything else, you got to get that. Now, for those of you, and I, and I, I get it, I understand there are those of you that don't believe the election was stolen. That's just so far-fetched for you to believe. Um, you know, despite seeing Joe Biden not being able to draw 35 people to an event, despite Kamala Harris, if you remember, was so unpopular that she had she dropped out, uh, I think, before Iowa, before the first caucus, before the first primary election, she dropped out. And she's now the vice president of the United States. That is unheard of. Um, and so uh, as what I learned when I went to the uh, to the Capitol here in uh, Little Rock, uh, for the state of Arkansas, uh, I learned right off that it was not Republicans versus Democrats. Uh, I learned right off it's Republicans plus Democrats. Uh, you know, there's an old 80-20 rule that 80, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. 20% of the people contribute 80% of the money. 20% of the people, you know, that's in campaigns, that's in churches, that's in business. If you go look at your uh, the business you're in, if you're at work right now, you, you can you can count on one hand the people uh, that that pull the most weight in that office or in that company. It's just it's it's just the it's it's just it's it's fact. Um, and and unfortunately, twenty uh, percent of the uh, people that you and I have elected as Republicans are people that are actually representing your interests and not uh, lobbyists and, and big business, big pharma, whomever. Um, so it's no, it's no, uh, I guess, mystery that this, this uh, was Republicans and Democrats trying to stop this uh, delving into the election. Um because it's it's all about keeping power. It's all about we we talked about that I think on episode one thirty eight one thirty nine something like that. We talked about the the risk uh, aversion of of Republicans, and that's that eighty percent of the Republicans won't ever do anything bold. You know, Reagan said we need to paint in bold colors instead of pale pastels, and the reason that eighty percent of Republicans paint in pale pastel, same old, same old, nothing changes is because that's how you survive is by not doing anything that is outstanding or is, uh, big and, you know, and, and is grand, uh, in, in its scope. And so, uh, Julie Kelly goes on and says, just as the first wave of protesters breached the building shortly after 2 p.m., Congressional Republicans were poised to present evidence of rampant voting fraud in the 2020 
presidential election. Ten incumbent and four newly elected Republican senators planned to work with their House colleagues to demand the formation of an audit commission to investigate irregularities in the 2020 election. Absent an audit, the group of senators, including Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson, pledged to reject the Electoral College results from the disputed states. The Hail Mary effort was doomed to fail, yet the American people would have heard hours of debate related to provide election fraud over the course of the day. And no one opposed the effort more than ex-Senate Majority Leader, now Senate Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell. During a conference call, listen to this, during a conference call on December the 31st, 2020, McConnell urged his Republican Senate colleagues to abandon plans to object to the certification, insisting his vote to certify the 2020 election results would be the most consequential I have ever cast in his 36-year uh, Senate career. From the Senate floor on the afternoon of January the 6th, McConnell gave a dramatic speech warning of the dire consequences to the country should Republicans succeed in delaying the vote. He downplayed the examples of voter fraud and even mocked the fact that Trump-appointed judges rejected election lawsuits. The voters, the courts, and the states have all spoken, McConnell insisted. If we overrule them, it will damage our republic forever. If this election were overturned by mere allegation from the losing side, our democracy will enter a death spiral. Boy, that is dramatic. Roughly six hours later, McConnell got his way. Cowed by the crowd of largely peaceful Americans allowed into the building, allowed into the building by Capitol Police, most Republican senators backed off their audit proposal. McConnell echoing hyperbolic talking points about insurrection seeded uh, earlier in the day by Democratic lawmakers and the news media gloated. They tried to disrupt our democracy, he declared on the Senate floor after Congress reconvened around 8 p.m. This failed attempt to obstruct Congress, this failed insurrection only underscores how crucial the tax task is before us for our republic. Congress officially certified the Electoral College results early the very next day. While he projected a sober tone to the American public, McConnell privately was ecstatic. A new book about the 2020 election, uh, the 2020 election reveals, I feel, I feel exhilarated by the fact that this fellow, talking about Trump, finally totally discredited himself. McConnell told this to New York Times reporter Jonathan Martin late on January the 6th, 2021. Martin is the co-author of the This Will Not Pass, of which excerpts were published in the Washington Post this week. Martin in the book recounts his midnight conversation with McConnell. Trump, McConnell claimed, put a gun to his head and pulled the trigger, Martin writes. He did ask the reporter what he had heard about members plotting to invoke the 25th Amendment, calling Trump a despicable person. McConnell reportedly bragged how he crushed 
the SOBs on January the 6th and promise to do the same in the 2022 primaries. Now, that seems like an oddly celebratory demeanor for someone who just survived an attack on our democracy and an alleged attempt to overthrow the seat of government power, doesn't it? Why was McConnell so certain the four-hour disturbance would spell the end for Donald Trump? And further, and more importantly, why did McConnell's office fail to protect the Capitol on January the 6th? A lot of questions. A lot of things here that need to be examined and need to be looked at. I'm telling you, folks, uh, the corruption, the lack of, uh, of allegiance to you, the voter, is appalling. And uh, we're going to finish this and talk about it a little bit more here in just a moment. Uh, I want you to hear from a couple more of our sponsors, and then I want to give you some stuff that will blow your mind uh, that happened behind the scenes on January the 6th. We talked a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high copays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button. You book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no copays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right. Again, remember, you can go to DotWashburnShow.com. All those links to our advertisers are live. You can click on that and uh, find what you're looking for. Uh, one more ad, then we're going to get right into this. I want to give you some mind-blowing things. It probably won't surprise you, but uh, it'll just cement the fact that, man, we have very few people that are actually looking out for our best interest. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else. Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? 
Call my friend Jonathan Presswood today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501-303-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right. Thank you so much for indulging us there again. And appreciate you how you're always so very patient. Uh, let, let's continue on. Uh, his Sergeant Arms talking about Mitch McConnell. We're talking about the insurrection on January the 6th. It didn't happen outside the Capitol. It didn't ha- even happen in the lobby of the Capitol where people were milling about, putting their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. And that guy's facing uh, the guy from up in uh, Gravit, Arkansas, is facing um you know, years in prison for putting his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. When a few months earlier, uh, court, uh, AOC and a group of people came in, did a sit in, in Nancy Pelosi's office and refused to leave. Um, no, no detention, no prison, uh, no prison sentences, no arrest whatsoever. Uh, we have a two tier ju- judicial or justice system. Uh, and so what we're talking about is the insurrection. It wasn't people in MAGA hats. It wasn't people waving American flags. The true insurrection were people uh, in suits and ties, uh, in dresses, uh, dressed up, sitting in the chambers of the House and the Senate. Uh, it were the, it was the people that did not want the evidence that was going to go forth on January the 6th. And <coughs> President Trump was trusting Mike Pence. Mike Pence stabbed Donald Trump in the back, then gets up and says, Donald Trump asked me to basically decertify the election. That's not what he said at all. So this is, uh, again, we're talking uh, from Julie Kelly's article, uh, McConnell's exhilarating insurrection uh, dated yesterday over at American Greatness. but it, it, she goes on. She says his talking about McConnell, his sergeant at arms at the time served on the U.S. Capitol Police Board, uh, a four man body that manages security at the sprawl, sprawling Capitol complex. McConnell appointed Michael Stinger in 2018 to serve in the role. Uh, Stinger or Stinger, in addition to his House counterpart, Paul Irving, rejected multiple requests by the uh, Capitol Police chief for extra help in advance of January the 6th. So why wouldn't you ask for, or why wouldn't you uh, honor the request for additional help on January the 6th, especially when people had already said they were coming to the Capitol to support President Trump during this hearing? 
Stephen Sund, a Capitol Police captain, uh, said he spoke with Stinger on January the 4th, uh, 2021 to ask for National Guardsmen. Instead of approving the use of the National Guard, however, Mr. Stinger suggested I ask them how quickly we could get support if we needed to and to lean forward in case we had to request assistance on January the 6th. He spoke with Stinger again on January the 5th. The board still refused to advance his plan for extra guardsmen. As the chaos unfolded, right as the joint sessions of Congress convened on January the 6th, Sun said he notified the two sergeant at arms by 1.09 p.m. that I urgently needed support and asked them to declare a state of emergency and authorize the National Guard. Stinger and Irving, who were together that afternoon, said he was waiting for authorization by congressional leadership. Did you hear that? The reason they didn't get back up, the reason they didn't get people, they were at, they were waiting on congressional leadership. The approval came an hour later, but with a caveat. Sun also needed the Pentagon's authorization. Almost two hours later, we still had not received authorization from the Pentagon to activate the National Guard, Sun testified in February of 2021. Mr. Stinger offered to have Senator McConnell call the Secretary of the Army to expedite the request. I agreed that this would be a good idea. I followed up approximately 20 minutes later to check on the call and express the need for leadership to call to assist in expediting the request. Guardsmen did not arrive until 5.40 p.m., four and a half hours after Sun's first dispatch and after the protest had actually ended. McConnell, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, D.C. Mayor uh, Bowser, the three leaders responsible for, responsible for protecting the Capitol on January the 6th, still have not explained their failure to do so. Not only did McConnell's top law enforcement officials purportedly overlook the potential for violence on January the 6th, he denied requests for more officers days before and delayed sending guardsmen to Capitol Hill that afternoon. And it will be nearly impossible to find out why. Stinger, all, along with Irving and Son, all resigned on January the 7th, 2021. Did you get that? These guys all resigned the next day. So perhaps there's a darker explanation of McConnell's giddiness on January the 6th. What unfolded that day on McConnell's watch ended Republican demands for an election audit, criminalized criticism of the 2020 election, which McConnell still describes as fair and legitimate. It vilified Republican lawmakers and prompted Trump's second impeachment. McConnell also believed the protest would spell the end of the Trump movement, something the Beltway crony long attempted to quash. Like the Biden regime, Congressional Democrats and the national news media, the aftermath of the Capitol protest achieved all sorts of political ends for Mitch McConnell. And when it comes to January the 6th, there are no coincidences. And that, my friend, describes to you and reiterates and supports what you and I have felt for so long. Not only about January the 6th, but about almost not only about Obamacare, but ever, not only about immigration, 
not only about inflation, not only about the national debt, that there is a lot of rhetoric, there's a lot of talk, there's a lot of bluster. They always trot out Lindsey Graham, and he talks so tough, and nothing changes because of the 80-20 rule. You have 80% of our leadership is there for their patting their own pockets for their own benefit. A, a very small majority are there. That's uh, for us. And that's why I've said, whether it be here in Arkansas, or whether it be in, our, in your state, or whether it be nationally, we have to have people that are not part of the political machine. And uh, I, I saw today, just as on a personal and on a local note, uh, there is a state senator. I served with him, actually. Very nice guy. Uh, young, very young guy. He was in his 20s when he started serving in the House of Representatives back in 2016. Uh, late, mid to late 20s. <coughs> maybe early 20s. So I don't think he's maybe barely 30 years old if he's even 30 now. His name's James Sturch. And, uh, started out, he's a very nice guy, as I said. Uh, but he was a product of the Chamber of Commerce, is a product of, of the business people around the area where he came from, Batesville, I believe, if I remember right. Uh, he went to the House of Representatives, uh, voted every way that Governor Hutchinson wanted him to vote. Uh, rarely, if ever, did, would never stand up uh, against the governor when he would uh, do his tax increases or whatever. Um, and then he went over to the Senate, got elected over in the Senate. Uh, beat a very popular uh, senator over there with the governor and the Chamber of Commerce's backing and has voted. Uh, in fact, there are multiple Democrats who have a better liberty score than James Sturch. Well, today, James Sturch was endorsed by none other than Mike Huckabee, who is the father, obviously, of Doc Washburn's uh, 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 primary opponent. And, uh, and it just, it, it, it goes back to this whole thing of the same old, same old. You know, you've heard the old trite, but true saying the rich get richer. Uh, well, the, the establishment, you know, keeps doing establishment things. It's just what it is. I got a special treat for you today. Uh, I was going to save it. Uh, but, uh, we have an ad, a radio commercial coming out for Doc Washburn. Uh, and, uh, this is hilarious. Uh, Doc did the, uh, actually recorded it last night. It's going to be airing on, uh, K-A-R-N, the station that Doc, uh, from which Doc was fired. Uh, and, uh, and so you'll really appreciate, uh, this, this ad that I'm going to play for you. It's his first, uh, radio ad and, uh, but the, the funniest part of this ad uh, is that now we changed it. So, but the funniest part of this is at the end, you know, you always have the tag that says, um, you know, paid for by, and it's always, you know, real serious guy. Well, Doc does that, uh, in kind of tongue in cheek because it hadn't gone to the radio station yet. He did it in his best Bill Clinton voice and it's hilarious. So just because you are, Special. I'm gonna. You're gonna hear this before anybody else hears it, and I hope I don't get in trouble for playing this for you. I don't think I will. Uh, so here goes. 
The 2020 presidential election was stolen from Donald Trump. Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin work, and many Arkansans have died because Asa Hutchinson and Dr. Romero suppressed their use. Sarah Huckabee Sanders will never say these things. I'm Doc Washburn, and last October, I was fired from this radio station for refusing their corporate vaccine mandate. Now, I'm the only conservative Republican running for governor of Arkansas. Are you tired of Walmart, Tyson, and the State Chamber of Commerce running this state, shoving their woke ideology down your throat? I'm running to end that and return power to you, the hardworking taxpayers of Arkansas. I'll stop schools from force masking your kids. I'll end corporate vaccine mandates. I'll drastically cut taxes and dramatically reduce the size and scope of state government to get them off your back and out of your pocket. Paid for by Doc Washburn for governor. <laughs> oh, shoot. And, uh, and again, he did that tag at the end because we didn't have the tag ready. Uh, our producer, Brian Coolis, is actually doing that tag at the end. Uh, but, uh, he, he and I both toyed with the idea of keeping that tag at the end, but we felt like it would undermine the seriousness of it, uh, because it is, it's a great ad and you saw that. I want to encourage you, uh, to, uh, to support. Yeah, I, I love it too. Uh, to support Doc, uh, and you can go to, I mean, we had a great fundraising day today. We've, we've had just, Phenomenal, phenomenal, uh, 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 what, what results. And, and, uh, we're just very, very thankful for what, uh, what people are doing. And we're just very thankful for you guys. Uh, you can go to, uh, electdocwashburn.com and, uh, pitch in a few bucks. You can go to docwashburnshow.com, uh, and become a patron there. All of that. Uh, helps us in some way and we're just, but you just listening, uh, makes such a difference. Uh, I want to close out, uh, the show with the tweet of the day here in just a moment. I've got one more ad that we need to play. Uh, and then we're going to go to the tweet of the day and give you a few, uh, tweets. We'll do even do a couple from Truth Social and do a few from Gab. So hang with us and uh, we'll be right back right after this message. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines? Neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 
501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside Central Arkansas. Go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. All right. Uh, man, it's been a great time hanging out with you. We still got a little bit of time here. We got probably another 10 or 15 minutes we're going to be on here. Um, I want to give you, uh, want to close out today. I always love, uh, doing our tweet of the day. Our tweet of the day is brought to you by, uh, Red River Your Way. And, uh, we are, uh, just so thankful for them. That is the big, uh, dealership right here in the middle of the United States. <coughs> Excuse me that uh, you can go right on their website, redriveryourway.com, and you can uh, pick out the car that you want. You can figure out your financing right there, get it all lined up to fit your budget, and then they'll deliver it right to your front door no matter where you are. And uh, you'll you'll love uh, this way of, of buying a car. We've had several of our listeners uh, that have uh, bought cars and uh, several people that we've sent to them. And uh, so I think you'll enjoy it. So we're going to go into our tweet of the day. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Again, our tweet of the day is brought to you by Red River Your Way. We're going to also not only uh, do Twitter, but uh, get on Truth Social uh, and also get on uh, Gab. Uh, I, I've really grown to, to like Gab a lot. Uh, I'm back on uh, tw- uh, Twitter a little bit more than I have been uh, just because of uh, new freedom there. And I'm picking up, uh, steadily picking up new um, new uh, followers. So, uh, And you can catch me at Twitter at Donnie Copeland uh, or on Gab at Donnie Copeland or at Truth Social at Donnie Copeland. So we'd love to have you there and I'll make sure I follow you back. You also can get, uh, the Doc Washburn show on Twitter and, uh, Doc himself as well. Uh, Tim Young, Tim runs his mouth, uh, is his Twitter handle. Uh, DeSantis has already begun acting to fight Biden's ministry of truth. Uh, where's every GOP member of Congress? Boy, isn't that the truth? Um, uh, Tim Young also says, name one thing Biden has done that's helped America. Uh, I, I'll, I'll get back to you uh, about that. Uh, <laughs> Patriot USA, to all my Twitter friends who are men, how are you doing this month? Any of you pregnant yet? <laughs> oh, shoot. <coughs> um, Doc uh, retweeted something from uh, Christina Pushaw, uh, Christina P-U-S-H-A-W Pushaw. Uh, this is, uh, Biden's Minister of Truth actually tweeted this. Anyway, long story short, I think as a country, we might be too, um, free spirited. I put it diplomatically to comply with social distancing recommendations unless they're forced upon us. So force, uh, so force away, lock us down. People are not taking this seriously. So here's a woman It's going to be over disinformation, uh, telling the government to lock us down. Uh, boy, isn't that, uh, isn't that a, uh, isn't that a kick in the head? Um, fun fact, Tim Young, 
throughout all the world's history of the government who police free speech never end up being the good guys. Uh, man, if you just, you know, just, just take a look at things, just have a little self-awareness. Um, uh, Dr. Eli David, Dr. Eli David is a great follow on Twitter. He says, COVID is a deadly pandemic. It's killed science, logic, evidence-based medicine, and common sense. And that is your tweet of the day. Let's jump over to Gab, see what we can find over there. Uh, always some good follows there. And then we'll jump over to social, uh, our truth social and, and look there as well. Uh, so thankful that you joined us today. Looking forward to, uh, I know you're looking forward to a great weekend and, uh, hope everything's going well for you. And so, uh, let's see here what we can find, uh, on truth. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm on Gab. Uh, let's see. When DHS was created, it was sold to the public as a way to keep foreign terrorists out of the country. That's the Department of Homeland Security. Today exists to promote open borders, false claims of domestic terrorism to garner more control for the, for the regime. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, also this is from Donald J. Trump. Uh, and I'm not sure if this is, it says the real Donald Trump. So I think this may be. Says I immediately call for the release of all text messages sent to and from Barack Obama's chief of staff during their attempt to overturn the 2016 presidential election. They spied on my campaign. They spied on my transition team. They even spied on the White House while I was in the Oval Office. They did everything they could to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power and stop the will of the people with their Russia, Russia hoax. Mueller scam and more. I wonder what the text would reveal. Unlike my chief of staff, which show patriotic Americans concerned about illegal and massive election fraud, fraud in 2020, I say bad things would be revealed. Congressman Paul Gosar, uh, also over on Gab says the far left tyrannical, tyrannical regime in power desperately trying to impose Orwellian regulations of what can and cannot be said online with Biden's new Ministry of Truth is why we need free speech platforms like Gab. <coughs> uh, and so, uh, Emerald Robinson, if you don't follow Emerald, Emerald Robinson, she's over at Gab, uh, Emerald Robinson. It tells you everything you need to know about the do nothing GOP establishment that they cannot be bothered to impeach DHS secretary Mayor Akis for using the federal government to suppress free spree, uh, free speech. Uh, and so, well, those are, those are good. Let's jump over to, uh, Truth Social. We'll look there real quick. Uh, I don't, let's see, I've got it right here. Um, uh, and I keep, I keep forgetting I don't have it set up on my iPad. Uh, it's on my phone. And so, uh, we'll, I'll try to get that set up. Uh, tonight and maybe tomorrow or Sunday if I do, uh, keep doing a few, uh, podcasts for you. Looking forward to Doc. Hopefully he'll be back on Monday. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, uh, weekend. Uh, be safe out there. Take care of yourself. Uh, don't despair. Keep your head up. Uh, remember on February the 13th, 2016, we felt like the world had ended. When Justice Scalia passed away and just seven months later or nine months later, we were celebrating, uh, at, uh, with Donald Trump. I think the midterms, yeah, we're going to get the majority, but I think it's going to be much bigger than that. We're going to have change in leadership that's going to be of epic proportions. 
Uh, we're going to see some people finally brought to justice and uh, uh, some some really, really good things happen. Don't forget about supporting uh, the show at DocWashburnShow.com. Uh, you can go there uh, and become a patron. Also go to ElectDocWashburn.com and show your support to uh, Doc. And uh, drop him a line on Twitter. Let him know you miss him, and he'll be back. Uh, hopefully, I feel strongly he'll be back on Monday. And uh, we'll talk at you next week. Thank you to everybody.